Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Broadcasting live, weekday mornings, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, 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 very pleasant uh, good morning to you. It's still morning here in Dripping Springs, Texas. Yes, it is, May 3rd, 2023. My name is Patrick Tempone, and this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Hope you enjoyed the show with Fred. We have a few things to talk about this morning. A one-on-one, we kind of call it, call it. It takes a long time to get young. It's our trademark name for the show when it's just you and me. Phone lines are still out. <laughs> so we'll just do the email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. So I'll put some juice in into the ethers and the divine spirit and get these phones working for our Friday show. I think you'll find some of the things that I'll work uh, with you, talk about this morning valuable. If you think about them and give them some energy. We call this process contemplation where you really get quiet and think about this or that and how could that work have you ever really done that with some important things in your life close your eyes if you want or just sit outside where it's quiet and you have this conundrum going on about this or that and you're not sure and you really have a quiet conversation about it with yourself my teacher uh, my spiritual master would, and still does, talks about this as being, the way he put it, which I really like, is the most, most secret part of yourself as a conversation with the most secret part of yourself. If you can imagine that, like, and where you can say anything, anything, and you have this conversation, And what's going on when we do this, we're actually talking with divine spirit, the part of us that is spirit, God, God-like. And this is where information comes in and you can work with anything, no matter what it is in a relationship. And if you really are honest and authentic and say, well, what if I do this? What if, how would that work? Hmm, let me toss this around. This is contemplation. And you could do this for as long as you want on a particular issue or something that you're, you're dealing with where it's just a thought that is flying through from time to time. That's not dealing with it. That's not thinking about it. That's simply allowing the mind to regurgitate the same problem over and over, and which is what most people do because most folks, God love them, 
or too um, shy, uh, guilt-ridden, um, uh, afraid, don't have the courage, don't have the energy, all the above to really think about their life and what they're doing and what they want to do. Hmm? Uh, this is why contemplation is, in our experience and opinion, first of all, it's our experience, then it's our opinion, this is a higher form of of spiritual exercise than meditation. So I'm encouraging you when you hear things on our one-on-one sessions, if it take a, takes a long time to get young, is if they if there's something there, to write it down. They say, "Wow, is that possible?" And then think about it, contemplate it, and if you do that, you can really um, actually change your viewpoint if you want. And you can change things in your life for the better that you'll never go back because you've actually thought about them from a critical matter. That's not, didn't sound right. Thought about it from a criti- uh, critically thinking perspective where we're utilizing the mind to, uh, but it's not just the mind spitting out, well, you know, this is that. That's not thinking. That's pretty much what goes on in our universe, our reality in our physical reality today is simply information coming in from the internet, television, friends, oh, this is the way it is. And then that goes in the mind and then the mind will then spit that back out and then mind will spit back out another counter argument. And and this is pretty much what goes on, but that's not critical thinking. This is what AI is. AI is um, just different positions or ideas or theories that are all thrown in there and whoever is programming the AI, the chat GPT thing, like Google and Microsoft and Facebook and these other guys, they're programming it. So they choose which one they think is the correct one because the computer can't figure out what the correct one is. The computer only knows, like software, like Windows, it only knows what you put in there and it doesn't make any decisions. It doesn't make any judgments. It doesn't uh, doesn't make any intuition about things. That's not thinking. So AI is not intelligent. It is just programming. So And they're going to do this with everything and call it artificial intelligence. And don't you think it's, it's really curious that the, in, the, in the brand name, artificial intelligence is a word that they want you to believe it is. Good, good branding, right? Good branding. Very good branding. They're smart. Even though they're psychos, they're smart. And so they are playing God with you and I, making making wanting to make us believe that this artificial intelligence is intelligent. And it really has a... But the only, the only entities that are intelligent are you and me and your dog, do it all lying right here. She's more intelligent than AI because she actually can sense and intuit and remember and, and she... Uh, there's love and all kinds of things going on with animals that are not in a computer. 
They're just not. But this is where they want to take people, and they will take billions along the way, and it just won't end well for these people. They'll turn into, you know, machines and whatever whatever their their um, their whole vision is. So, a couple of things I want to talk about uh, during this little session on uh, May 3rd is this idea of the cancel culture and how how deep a spiritual um, program this is. These people know what they're doing. And we'll get into two of the main reasons why this cancel culture is very dangerous. The most obvious one is, you know, even everyone knows this. There are forces that don't like, they're driving, they're driving a particular meme, whether it be a more liberal Democrat or a more conservative Republican meme, and then they want to cancel the other people that don't agree with them. You know, everybody, all the, the woke people are all dancing in the streets because uh, Murdoch fired uh, Tucker Carlson, that kind of cancel culture. And, you know, they think they, they've won and, and now we're better than them and we'll have a way to, that whole cancel culture thing. And it's with everything. It's just trying to cancel out ideas that are not congruent with what your idea is. So there's no, um, there's no discussion, there's no real debate. I mean, how many, have you ever seen any real debates on any of these talk shows that are out there, any real conversations where they say, well, what about this? Well, what about this and that? How could that? No, that's a conversation. They're not, they're doing it. It's all about talking heads telling you that abortion is bad or abortion is good or whatever. It's not a conversation about abortion, and you could have a lot of conversations about it if you really wanted to. And so they are, this cancel culture is so dangerous because they're training you and I. They want to train you and I, but we're not being trained because we're, we're intelligent. Uh, they're training you and I to not even um, have conversations with our kids or significant others or anybody because um, we just want to cancel out the other person. So there's no conversations. There's no conversations. No. It's, it's like that. A perfect example of it is with the uh, concept of a, I don't like the flat earth uh, term, but it would be, say, flat earth. And uh, uh, we get into things on Facebook a little bit, but less and less because I don't even engage anymore because it's, but um, there's no real conversations about it. There's just poo poo, cancel, cancel. They people just believe that the Earth is spinning ball, hurtling around the sun at sixty six thousand miles an hour, and that's what they believe. And it's a religion, and they're not changing. And all they can do is just pound away and call you crazy and all stuff like that. Well, I don't call them crazy. I know that I'm. I know that I know that I'm true. I know that the earth is not spinning and it is um, immovable. And there's something to this immovable idea too that we can get back to, but let's not get too far afield here that things are moving and they're not, nothing's moving. 
Nothing is moving. Nothing. The sun and the moon are just uh, reflections. They're lights. They're just reflections of, of the earth. Now they do, they do move, so I shouldn't say nothing, but they're not really because they're just a reflection. So even that, nothing is moving. And that's another reason, oh, I guess I'm getting off into it now. Well, uh, I guess that's another reason why the heliocentric globalist people, the NASA uh, people that are all into uh, a spinning ball and, and space and all this stuff, is because they, they're selling the idea that everything is moving all the time. And the only thing that's moving is these minds that we are supposed to be just using as software to help us calculate what's 20 times 48,000. Or look up some, some person's name or what movies they were in. This is what the mind is, is good at. You can file things in the mind about what this or that. But that's all. It doesn't think. You know, it doesn't think. So that's what's moving. But what's happening on the earth plane today is that everybody's minds are moving all the time. And it's almost as if it's a, um, one of those, what do they call those? Those wheels where they put the little hamsters in there. And that's all it is. You're not going anywhere. You're just moving. And the more they can keep the mind moving, the more they can keep you and I but it won't work in the dark because we can't think through things because things are moving, which is another reason why the heliocentric model was put forth, um, I think, four or five hundred years ago because they wanted you to think that everything is random and it's moving and blah, 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 blah. So I'm probably wrong on the moving because the stars do somehow move but I'm curious to know how, and if I really get into it, I wish I knew the, the uh, quantum physics behind it, but I don't suspect they're really moving either. I think they're just somehow, I don't know. I need to get uh, Santos Bonacci on. Let me write that down, I will invite him on. So that's above my pay grade. But they definitely look like they're moving because they come around, totally around, to the same place one year. Anyway, okay, so, so this cancel culture, uh, what, what these globalists are, are and the reason behind the cancel culture, they know that when you are for or against something, which is what cancel culture is, oh yeah, I like that, or I hate that, they shouldn't do that. Okay, you know, shouldn't do that. They're doing it with the trans, uh, transhuman, trans thing. It's not transhuman, a trans thing where they're building up uh, people on both sides and, you know, they put all these crazy people out on purpose like that, 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 that guy on the beer can. It's a guy, it's not a girl. And the guy on a beer can and, uh, and they know what they were doing and so they have this whole uproar and then they fire somebody and it's just all about uh, pitting um, the people that think uh, people can change their sex to to people that say 
they can't. And they can't. I mean, you have a penis or a vagina and that's it. And you can do whatever you want. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling these people that they can't do it. They can do whatever they want. But you're a girl, you're a boy, you got an X or a Y chromosome, and that's it. You know, you can't have a baby, you can't breastfeed. I guess you could if you got, I guess you took enough hormones, you could probably, <laughs> probably breastfeed. So that's the, that's the, the, the real agenda behind the cancel culture is to, to build up fervor and build up such crazy stuff that the people can't help themselves but they want to kill it. You know, they want to stop it. You know, they, they want to stop it. They did that with terrorism and they still do that with terrorism today. They do it with Russia to build up all this. They're the bad guy and they're going to nuke us so we have to kill them. They do it with everything. They cancel culture. And it, it works because it just keeps uh, people in limbo. It keeps people in purgatory. It keeps people in la-la land, Right? for no thinking goes on, it's just this. And they've got most of Hollywood all, all programmed in too. And they've got them all believing that, well, you should have so many black or female directors winning awards because, no. People win an award if they win an award, if you're into awards and the whole Emmy thing and Oscars are all silly. But you know what I'm saying? It's all just to uh, keep people fighting with each other. Racist, you know, it's very racist. Now, another reason, in my opinion, why uh, these uh, psychopaths who think they run the world are um, oh, so now I just started recording. I did it before, man. So if you're watching the podcast, well, so we just have a new show. Okay, so I think I'm just going to start over. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. For those of you who heard the first part, which is pretty cool, 20 minutes, um, it's on audio, that's it. It's not on video. So we're talking about, I can't believe I, I did that before. Oh, well, can't go back now. We're talking about this cancel culture. And the cancel culture, so for those of you on audio, uh, I'm just going to repeat it for you. I'm sorry, the last 18 minutes. I won't do the whole thing. I'll do 10 minutes. Sorry, but because people watch our videos and we have to stream our videos. Okay, the cancel culture, and I can shorten it up now because I've just talked about it, is foisted on us by uh, globalists, uh, the new world, one world government people, and it's very well thought out. And what they want to do is to separate you and I and make us kind of crazy because we don't have critical thinking when we just cancel something out. So you just put up a thing like this guy on the beer can and they knew what they were doing. And then what you do is you put it out there and then you put a lot of people, they go on and the bots will put up tweets on Twitter and all this stuff and Facebook, and people say, oh, that's terrible. And, blah. and then they just build up this fervor on both sides, so they get people fighting about something that doesn't matter. I mean, who cares if they put a, a guy who thinks he's a girl on, on a beer can? Yeah, but it, it, it was pretty clever, really. Then they fire the, you know, the beer can 
marketing person, and then they make it a big deal. So they do the same thing uh, with uh, um, Hunter, um, with Tucker Carlson. You know, I think this thing's all put up as well. He probably knew he was going to get fired, and he was he's part of the deal. I don't know. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know who he is or what he's up to. Seems like a good enough guy. But so the cancel culture is simply a way to not have you grow spiritually. So it's all part of this, there is no soul, one world agenda. It's all part of this. Because you know, Klaus Schwab and these people, they keep selling on the idea that we don't have a soul, or we're not souls, that we're, they, they, they say this, and they're on record saying this. So if they can get us into a conversation where it's just black or white, right, which is artificial intelligence, then they can get us not thinking about anything, not critically thinking, not contemplating something. Um, contemplation is, as my teacher has said, is the most secret part of ourselves, having a conversation with the most secret part of ourselves. The most secret part of ourselves, having a conversation with the most secret part of ourselves. So you or I can sit outside in the sun or in our room or in our living room, close our eyes and think about something in our life, a relationship, a health problem, um, something's going on with the money that you can't figure, whatever. And if you really think about it and look at all the options, well, what if I would do that? Hmm. Or how is that possible if I'm trusting God and you know how does that work? And you really go through all the components of a particular issue, and you could spend an hour on it, think about it, having that kind of conversation. Wouldn't that be cool if you could have a conversation that you, somebody you really trust? And you can by going inside and talking to God. You're essentially talking to yourself, but you're talking to God, which are we are parts of God. And when you're really honest and authentic and don't care, whatever you say is okay, because you don't have anybody judging you, which is what God does is not judge, then you can really come to some conclusion on your own. And this is a conclusion you come on your own uh, and that you'll never turn back because you've, you have contemplated and came to a conclusion, not just hearing a talk show host like me saying, well, it's not good to eat this, and, and then believing that, and then you never know for sure, and then it never works because you're always questioning whether this is good, that, or good, and then you have arguments about it. You see how it is, but if you really, if you really contemplate it and say, well, I'm going to try this for a week and just see, and I'm going to write it down, this would be a form of contemplation, and see how I sleep, and see how my elimination is, and see how my, my thought patterns are. Does this food affect the way I think? And you really contemplate, and you do it um, systematically, and carefully, and quietly, ongoing. And you can do your whole life like this, and you'd be surprised how much you can accomplish, how much you can accomplish creativity, creativity-wise. So a perfect example of this would be, um, say, you're really thinking that you'd like to start a business, right? But you've not really thought through it. Most people don't. What most of us has done, and I know that I did it in the past, is a thought comes through, oh, I should just start my own business. And then you think, you're, you, think you thought that. It's just your mind kind of projecting some kind of a, 
an idea that that it's you've heard it somewhere on a podcast. I should start my own business. So the mind gets that and it'll throw it out there. Oh, you should start your own business. So then you don't really think about it too much, except you know five minutes later you'll have another thought of, well, I don't know if I do that I could go broke, and then and you know that's the that's the thinking that goes on with most people because you're not really thinking about it, right? So that's the difference between what people call thinking, where you'd sit down and really with a paper and pen and stuff and, and look at what you want to sell and start thinking about what it would cost and do the whole thing and think about it carefully, concisely. And you'd be surprised what you can create that way. That's contemplation. Does that make sense? So um, what, what the globalist agenda is, their whole mission in life their whole mission in life is to get you to be for this or against this. Before or against it. And on my spiritual path, we're actually taught that the, the, the real key to spiritual growth, becoming more aware of what God is, which is spiritual growth, God exists, right? It just exists. It is what it is. Uh, you can't describe it. You can't put a name on it. Uh, you, um, the, the best we can do as soul is to become more aware of what this is, what it is. And there's all kinds of levels of awareness. And there's all kinds of religions and spiritual paths that are directly tied to what uh, it is. Right. So the Christians might have a, a certain awareness of what a spirituality is, and they do, and they think Jesus is the one, and he's the only one, and all that, and that's great, but is there more? Well, if you don't contemplate it and really think about it and look at different things, uh, there's not more. It's just Christianity, which is fine. You can do that for as long as you want. Nobody's uh, criticizing you. You just do it, and you'll see where it takes you. That's it. And you may leave your body and find out that it wasn't what you thought it was, or it may be exactly what you thought it was, I won't make that call for you, but you will. So spiritual growth, it's not too complicated. It's simply becoming more aware of what is God. And there's all levels of it because God is everything. And the more you are aware of it, the more spiritually evolved you are. That's it. Very simple. There's levels of awareness. So when we are for something or against something, that's good, that's good, I really like that, or I don't like that, we are not becoming more aware of the truth because the truth, or God, comprises everything. Now some of these things may be a a uh, more, hmm, a clearer, more efficient um, path to where you want to go, right? And you can take that path without making a judgment about the one that you, you just left behind. That's spiritual growth. And you contemplate it and think about it. And it may turn out to be a black hole, but at least you know, and then you go somewhere else. This is... Um, how we become more spiritually evolved is by contemplating. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made God. That's a biblical thing. 
But it's true. In the beginning was the word. Thought. God, whatever it is, says, I want to I want to know more of me, or however that worked. And something happened. And we humans came out of that. No, we didn't didn't come out of the ocean and we were snakes and then we were monkeys and that's all nonsense. It's all made up. Somehow we got here and we're souls and somehow we got here. I don't know exactly how. It's above my pay grade. And anybody that tells you they know exactly how, well, you know, hold on to your wallet because probably not, you know. <laughs> but the more and more evolved we can, we are, the more aware we are of what God is, spiritual evolution, right? The more we have a better, closer understanding. And will we ever know exactly? Yeah, we can. We can be aware of God, which is called God-realization. And even there, there's always another step. That's one of the great spiritual um, um, truths, that there's always another step. So even the most, check this out, even the most spiritually evolved person in the world, and I know some that have had their body a thousand years, and you can do that if you really want to, keep your body a thousand years, um, they are always growing and expanding as well. So the globalist uh, tries to convince us, this is cool, that the universe is always expanding, but what they fail to tell you that we are the universe, and we are continually expanding. But it doesn't mean that this made-up space place is always expanding, because it just isn't. We're in an enclosed environment under the firmament, as you know if you follow our work here. So let's get back to the cancer culture. So, And how this works with us spiritually is very clever, and how these globalists are very clever. Because the more we cancel things out there, whether it be, I don't know, trans or um, whatever, uh, nuclear weapons that some people, I don't believe they exist, so uh, the more we cancel something and don't really talk about it and just cancel it, Republicans, Democrats, whatever, um, the less we think. And when we do this on the outer and we get into, um, you know, conversations that that aren't really just Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, how about that? Oh yeah, my dad's bigger than your dad on Twitter, Facebook, and Telegram, and whatever. Um, the more we do that, then the, then the more we do that in our internal world. And that's why uh, this is very spiritually geeky, but if you follow this, I think you'll find it is quite um, interesting for you to contemplate on. Because when we have a thought that comes in from the mind, which is just a computer, right? Just a computer. It's not who we are. We're souls, and we, we're programming the computer in a, in a, in a, in a balanced world. Um, most people aren't doing that. 90, 95% of the people around, or I don't know what the percentage is, I'm just making up a number, don't really think critically about stuff. They're just watching their computer think back and forth, and they call this thinking, which is why nothing happens pretty much in politics or whatever, you know, or even on films where most of them are just 
rehashes of old ideas and not really, you know, um, reaching out and touching someone. There's a lot to do, but these people contemplate. I've heard Quentin Tarantino, for example, use the term where he sits and, and contemplates his character and really thinks about, well, what would they do if they do this? What would, what would they really think about? You know, not a lot of screenwriters really do that because the movies don't get into it that much. The good ones do, and they develop characters, and that's why we like them. You know, Casablanca, you know, whatever, the good stuff. So, uh, when we are in this cancel culture and we have our cherished opinions and we are for or against things, whether it be abortion or politics or global warming or whatever, and we're really strongly for or against it, you know, be careful. This is what they want you to do. Because when you're really for something, um, it keeps you it keeps you out of the more spiritual realms because, um, once again, God encompasses everything. God encompasses the pros and the cons of everything because oftentimes it's a yes, no, maybe. You know, um, uh, the chat GPT or whatever it is and the AIs, they're all running on a computer which is just off and on, right? That's how computers work, off and on, off and on. It's just... Uh, off and on. That's how uh, digital music works. That's how digital films work. And it's just off and on. That's why film looks a little more real than tape. Because film is more how we, we, we view reality, where we, we view a, a, um, a frame, and then the next frame, and the next frame. And that's how we view the world, because there's only now. So we're viewing a frame, and then we view the frame again, and then the next one, and that creates movement. Does that make sense? Did you get that? That's what film. That's the people uh, back, uh, you know, when they created whoever, what is it, Edison or something? He figured it out. You take a picture, then you take another picture, you take another picture, you take another picture, and then you, you know, and then there's movement. Digital doesn't do that. It's a different, it's a whole different um, aspect of it, which is fine, which is everything is digital. And they're getting to the point where they can, they can tweak digital to make it look more film, but real film, like uh, Christopher Nolan does, uh, the great director of the Batman things, Dark Knight of the Soul, he does film, and uh, that's why they, they look much, they're much, for me, they're much more fun to watch. They seem more realistic. Did you notice that? Back in the days, even back in the Casablanca days. And there's a lot of people that are doing, getting into more analog with uh, music as well, because the real musicians who hear it, uh, tape, uh, which are, you know, or tape or CDs is, is digital. And it's just not as, not as pure and not as soft. And it just isn't. The real, with, with a good ear, you can hear the difference. So, when we're for or against stuff and have these cherished opinions and hold on to them, we really aren't growing spiritually. We'll spend lifetimes holding on to this one opinion and we'll start a, you know, we'll write books about this one opinion or books and it's great. And, but uh, the real, the folks that really dig in and create art and the great artists and uh, the music and Beethoven's and, and, and such, 
they um, heard this music, Beethoven especially, and he was deaf, I guess, wasn't he? They heard this music from the other realities and they wrote it down. So um, that's where that's where real truth and art come from, is from other realities, not from the mind thinking about it, right? Real artists, they don't think about it in a off and on way. It'd be like having chat, and I'm sure they'll do it, having artificial intelligence uh, create art. And I, I know they'll do it, they're probably doing it now. They're having artificial intelligence creating digital digital women for porn. I mean, really. Pretty trippy, huh? Well, that's what it's at. So, so their goal, what they want, they, whoever they are, you know who they are, they want you to have a lot of opinions, fight with a lot of people, don't think critically, don't contemplate uh, this or that. They want you to just be off and on. That's good, that's bad, that's good. No, no, that's bad. Oh, no, no, that's good. No conversations, no um, no really contemplation. And and this is going on in, in relationships, in a government, uh, in, in art, in film, in everywhere. And not much happens. You know, a few things sneak through, but most uh, most often it's just a rehash of old stuff because the mind is just coming up with, well, I'll just have a cop, uh, you know, who has, a, who has a broken leg and then I'll make a movie about that. But it'll still be the same cop robber thing, right? That's why, you know, Hollywood is, is... But then all kinds of new art is coming up because there's always another step. A lot of people like myself and other future filmmakers like I am, um, we, we, we know the difference and we're, we're aware and we're evolving and so we're going to be able to produce, write and produce, I need some water, excuse me. The, t- the tea's not getting it, excuse me. We're going to be able, and, and there will be a lot, a whole new renaissance in filmmaking in the next 10 years, 20 years. No doubt about it. Because the old way is just not happening. You know, just not working. Because it just isn't. So, uh, you know, this whole cancel culture thing and keeping you in your mind is they're, they're very... A tricky way. They're very, very clever way to keep you in the dark. Because the more they keep you in the dark, the more you're going to buy into all the stuff that they're selling. What would that be? Hmm. Hmm. Terrorism, nuclear war. Huh? Russia's the bad guy. United States is the good guy. China is the bad guy. Global warming, global cooling. Central bank digital currencies. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Transhumanism, 
to put a chip in your forehead. Yeah. And the less, the less people who really think about that and really debate it and really talk about it, you know, the more people just are going to do it because, okay, that's what everybody's doing. I, 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 sure, I'll do that. That's what happened with these um, injections. Nobody really thought it through. We did and interviewed all kinds of people and we knew they were bad. We knew and we know that there is no virus. There never was a virus. And well, strangely enough, uh, to my point about uh, computers, the only coronavirus that anybody has ever seen was created on a computer. Well, isn't that curious? That's it. They took some snot from an allegedly sick person who was just detoxing in a lab uh, in Wuhan. I think that's where it was. They blamed it on some um, bats in a wet market or something. And they, they created this through a, a computers. They created this virus. And you've seen the picture of it. And then that started the whole thing. There is no lab virus. That's all a false flag, in my opinion, because uh, these people uh, are not stupid. They do have computers, and they do listen to podcasts, and they they do listen to a lot of stuff, and they can search just like anybody. And they they saw the last couple of years where there are more and more people that were learning that there is no virus because there is none. There's never been one that's been proven to exist. Just hasn't doesn't happen, there is none, viruses, bacteria, it's all made up. They are in the body to help the body to heal. Proven. The reason it's proven, because they can't prove otherwise. You can't prove it. So all of it, HIV, polio, you know, Spanish flu, COVID, all made up. It's all been a psychological operation, every bit of it. These people are good for vaccines, which are killing people. You see, just ties back to their goal, which is to kill people. Okay, so that, that's it uh, um, on this aspect of it. We're going to now get into next of why you and I, generally, until we wake up, keep creating the same thing over and over kind of ties in and keep having the same relationships, dysfunctional as they may be. Uh, and why do we do this? I mean, uh, I can, I, I'm going to be able to explain to you exactly how we do it and why we do it from a geeky uh, mental point, not from a more um, emotional, spiritual. This is spiritual, but I'm, I'm going to uh, be able to... Um, help you to understand a bit more of how this works. I hope. I will. Let's sell, sell a product or so first. This conversation took place six years ago with the brilliant Dr. Patrick Flanagan. Is there any trick to remembering a dream experiences? And we've had so many people that are remembering more and more vivid dreams after being on the organic sulfur yeah. That's why, why, what is going on there? Well, the first, first thing that happens with the organic sulfur is that when your body gets cleansed uh, to a certain point, you start dreaming in full technicolor. 
most people don't dream in color. They dream in black and white and, um, if, if, and don't remember their dreams at all. And the organic sulfur starts cleansing uh, the brain and the pineal gland starts operating and suddenly uh, the first thing people uh, do is they have these vivid dreams in color. Well, that's just one of the benefits with our organic sulfur. It's totally pure. Very few are out there that are pure as ours is. You can click an order anytime. OneRadioNetwork.com If you'd like more than four pounds, email me for a 10% or maybe more discount, depending. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com And thanks for your support. And if you want more, if you want more, moi, if you want more than two pounds, with sell four pounds as the men, you can email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com, and we'll hook you up. And some people maybe get six, seven, eight pounds. We do 15% for seven or eight pounds, and, and then share it with friends and family. That's a good way to really cut down on. So we do 10% discount for four pounds, and then... 8 to 9 pounds, 15%. Just email me, patrick1radionetwork.com. We're live here. It is May 3rd, 2023. If you care to join us, phone lines are out. So patrick at oneradionetwork.com. This product is on sale right now, the biggest sale of the year, and it's a good one. It is Elk Velvet Antler from Sir Thrival on One Radio Network. And we'll give you the promo code after this this little clip. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from U.S. free-range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. And you can get some right now. And, uh, oh, oh, wait a minute, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is good. And let me do the promo code. I was doing something else here and forgot to get it, but I'll do it right now. I think it's, um, uh, ah, Rebuild 20. Rebuild 20, 20% off. 
just for a couple of weeks, 20% off. And here's a little something else on this great product. We're talking with Daniel Vitalis of Sir Thrival. What's a little history on the elk velvet antler uh, the idea is to go way back. It does. Elk antler and deer antler and moose antler and all the antlers of the cervid in their velvet or young stage before they've hardened to full bone have been used as a euthening medicine, as a as a kind of libido enhancing medicine for thousands of years, particularly in Asia. We see this long history in China and then also in Russia as well. It was studied in Cold War Russia as a kind of anabolic supplement for their elite athletes. And that's where we get the base formula that we use at Sir Thrival. Now, we've optimized that formula using organic ingredients and really high-quality packaging, but it is based on that current, that modern Russian uh, research and all the evidence that came out of that Cold War era. I think so. There's a reason these elixirs have been around for thousands of years. The proof is in the pudding. Elk Velvet Antler and all survival products on sale now through November 7, promo. Well, there was an older sale, so let's just say now they are on sale, and it's uh, Empower20 is the promo code. I'm sorry, Rebuild20. Rebuild20. 20% off oneradionetwork.com. Just click any survival link. So when's the last time you have done a sauna, a far-infrared sauna? Raise your hand. Really? Oh. Yeah, they're great. And you can get a sauna that will help you get if you email me and put it in your home, and you'll have it in two or three days. I mean, if you order one today on May 3rd, we'll have a sauna in your home probably by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday. And you can set this puppy up in about 10 minutes. And you can see the picture of it. But they're very solid. They have this special um, silver material that uh, uh, doesn't allow goobies. Well, now, now we don't even believe in goobies anymore. But yeah, there could be some goobies in the sweat. That's above my pay grade. But anyway, if it gets on there, uh, it's silver, like uh, colloidal silver. Anyway, these are quiet. They have no radio frequencies or uh, classic uh, EMFs. Uh, there's some uh, energy from electric or electric energy, just like you do in a car, you get from a juicer, but nothing else. And the price is one two nine five, one thousand two hundred and ninety five, and that's delivered in the lower forty eight. Yeah, wherever you live, if you want to get one, email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, and send me your city-state, and I'll give you the, the delivered price if you live outside the country, United States. And uh, we ship them all over the world. I think it's only, a, mm, oh, I used to know the exact price. I think it's only a couple hundred dollars or $150 extra to Canada, and we have a lot of Canadians that, that listen to the show. So if you want to get one, and you can uh, sweat sweat it out every day, and boy, they'll uh, you know they get a lot a lot of they'll get a lot of stuff. They just will come pouring out of your of your skin. The skin is the largest largest organ of the body, the 
largest organ of the body. Did you know that? And you sweat, and you sweat, and you just sweat, and you feel good. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com Patrick at at OneRadioNetwork.com We ship them to Europe, uh, just everywhere. Just, just, just everywhere. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com Okay, we are live here uh, without our phones. Um, i got a plan on how to get them back. I'm, I'm going... <laughs> You know, we've been waiting since March 18th. Can you believe it? There was this ice storm, and then, you know. So I'm going to call them after the show here and say, you know what? I'm not paying for the last month and a half because they didn't, the line didn't work, and that'll probably get them going, you know. I know they're trying their best, but I don't understand it. But anyway, so the only way to do it is Patrick at one radionetwork.com if you want to participate in the show as we are live here on May Third, twelve thirty Central Time. So the next item on my little list, I think I have two or three bullet points here. Is have you ever wondered? And I, you people will say it all the time, especially ladies. I don't know, more so ladies for some reason with guys, and they'll say things like, "I don't know why I keep picking the same guys, the same kind of guys." What's up with that? I'm sure it happens with guys and girls, guys and girls too. I mean, why do I keep doing that? And you know, I've talked to ladies over the years. The same, they do the same thing, and I don't, I don't understand it, or I, I, I just don't, I, I, I don't ever really uh, get well. I take a lot of stuff, and and I just don't seem to really move forward. Or I keep doing the same thing every day, and um, you know, I just, I just want to change, right? So. Oftentimes people will, will move because they want to change. But that, that, of course, doesn't really work because the grass is always greener and you can move from here to whatever, Thailand or Puerto Rico or something. And unless, we, unless we change the way we think, uh, nothing changes because that's, that controls everything, which is, which is one of our specialties here. So I'm going to explain to you how this works from a very geeky mental level, this is kind of real spiritually geeky, but if you get this, it just will help you change. Because um, uh, when we are not thinking critically about life and how it works, like we've been talking about on this Wednesday, we have a very hard time changing because we can't even think our way through it because we're just in the mental realm. Does that make sense? We're just in there, I did this, I do that. So what happens, and I've seen this, and it's so fun to play with, and you can play with it, and you'll see crazy things happen. When we come back in the body after sleeping, which is what happens, we leave the body every night when we sleep. That's right. We are soul, and we are for lack of a better term, I would just say we are a little ball of light, souls. And uh, many people believe that if we had to put a place where we are, this light would be in the third eye, and that's the whole idea of the third eye. And oftentimes we leave our body by, by going through the uh, third eye. Um, so 
you know, if you think about it, and we're just an awareness that's aware all the time. We just are. And we're always going to be aware because after we die, we're still going to be aware. We're just going to go to another reality or maybe come back here or whatever. So this state of consciousness um, actually is a particle of God. So we, we are already everywhere. Excuse me. And we are already part of everything. And we are already, uh, you and I are, are one, but we're separate. You know, who I am as soul is separate from you are, who George or, or Amy, who's listening. Um, but we're, we're one, but we're separate at the same time, which is pretty fun. That's the whole, the real uh, um, magical matrix of having a body is, uh, you know, we're separate. My little, my little battery thing is running out. Okay, let me, let me do this. I am such a Luddite. I'm going to get and do this. I'm going to get it fixed. That. Oh. Reaching back here. Such a Luddite that. Well, I, I shouldn't do that. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I do the best I can, but we haven't been able to actually how to figure out how to hardwire this this camera after all these years and we've we've talked to experts we go to company the only our only our only uh, answer would be to buy another camera and this camera was expensive so we're still utilizing batteries and um, they only last about three hours and we started early this morning so but I think we're back. See, I'm getting pretty good at it to, to do it. Okay, so where was I? So this is really fun. When we come back in our body from the dream life, and again, I don't want to, you know, beat this into the ground, but, you know, the Jungian Freud people that all claim that uh, um, we were just, um, we're just spitting out things from the mind, and it's just not true. We are in a different reality when we're dreaming, and we are generally working things out, and we flip around a lot from here to there to here to there, here to there, which is why most often dreams seem so like bonkers, right? Because we're just, uh, if we're flipping around, as we were talking about moments ago, from if we're in the mental world and we're flipping from this state of consciousness to this, to this, to this, which is what um, all this um, life is about to not do that and to be calm and focused and centered and not moving all the time, not thinking all the time, then we'll have the same experience when, we're, when we leave our body when the body goes to sleep. Does that make sense? So it doesn't even make sense that soul, who we are, say if we're a ball of light, would just sit there here, if that's where it is, that's where they say it is, you know, spiritual teachers, and just sit there while the body's sleeping and, and twiddle our thumbs like, hmm, hmm, can't wait till the body wakes up so I can have some fun. 
we go somewhere, and that's what we do. And we, we're able to travel anywhere uh, as soul. We call it soul travel. And that's what we do. And we do it because we're already there. That's what's cool about it. Soul is um, um, all-powerful, all-knowing. Every, what's the word for um, everywhere? Omnipotent, omni, there's a word for it. We're already everywhere because we're, that's where God is everywhere and we're part of God. So we're already everywhere. And all we do is we change our focus to where we want to be. Just like um, we change our focus to, um, we have an image of going to the store to get something. We, we see that quickly and before you know it, we're in our car and we go there. That's how we go there. We call that thinking. So anyway, so we get uh, we come in from from sleepy time. This is so simple, but so geeky. I think you'll like it. So we immediately at that moment when we come back into our body, we have an image of who we are. Oh, I'm Patrick. I'm laying in bed. I do a talk show. I'm going to do start the talk show in a couple hours. I'm going to exercise, uh, whatever. So we have this image. We have this idea. And it's just an image. It's important to understand. It's just an image. It's not who I really am. It's just an image of who I am today. Right? But I, you, we can change the image just by changing the image. So... When, when I, if I have this image that I'm Patrick and I've been around so long and I do a talk show and um, I'm concerned about this and I'm not concerned about that and blah, 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 blah. You can see how we could just wake up and just come back into where we were before to, do, to this state of consciousness. And we just keep doing this day after day, lifetime after lifetime. But we as soul can change this image anytime we want. Because we do. That's what we do. We might go for years wanting to exercise and we never do, but then someday we say, man, I'm going to really exercise. So we change the image and then we start exercising because we, ch- we changed. our mo- uh, we, we changed. So we can change our image every morning, every moment, and, and when you understand that there is no time, uh, we never have to be the same. Every moment we're actually a little bit different. And when we do that, then the body doesn't age as quickly because we're always being a newbie. So you see how easy it is is to have uh, any issue, health issue, for example, low thyroid or high blood pressure, and to wake up and then, well, I have high blood pressure. But that's just a thought. That's just an image. That's just a, a thought. What if you just said, I don't have high blood pressure? During the night, it's just gone. 
If you'd stay with that image, and you could if you want, you wouldn't have it anymore, any longer, because it would change it in your. It will change it in your body. That's how you got high blood pressure in the first place, is by being stressed and afraid and worried. So you just. Now, you know, to, to put a fine point on it, just because you say you don't have high, high blood pressure any longer, that's the first step, right? That's the first step. And then that needs to take you to, well, I don't have high blood pressure any morning, and how did I get it? Well, I got it by worrying about something, so I'm going to need to quit worrying, and you do that, and then it just evens out, so it's a, it's a, Sorry, just getting dry. It turns out to a permanent state of normal blood pressure because it follows our consciousness and we can then have lower lower blood pressure because we're believing we do, we know that we do, and we also have cut back on the worry and the angst and the uncomfortableness and the uncertainty that we did last week or yesterday. We don't have to we don't have to fill that, that role any longer. It's just like you're um, uh, in a movie and you're, we're the actor, we're the director, and we're the producer, and we're doing it all, and we could have changed any of it, and the writer, any of it whenever we want. Now, I'm not suggesting it's easy because the little mind will be in there and say, oh, you can't do that because, you know, if you have high blood pressure, you're going to die and I need to take my medicine. And if you go down that road, of course, nothing changes. But that's just a state of consciousness as well. That, that's not hardwired. That's just the mind spitting out what it saw on some website. And we're not the mind. What do you think? Are you understanding this? I think I might explain it pretty clearly. Kind of, sort of, maybe. So, this works in so many different ways, and it's simply because we don't understand that we are the creators of our reality. We don't understand it. Because who teaches this stuff? Oh, there's a few people, you know, Bruce Lipton, he's pretty good at it. He's probably one of the one of the best ones. But I think I even if I can be so bold to say that I I've heard some of the, most of this not some of it. Uh the I the way I put it out there, I think it's uh, clearer, more easily understood than anybody that I've heard. If you've heard somebody more clearer than what I am, well you know, listen to them. So all of the different things we think we are, so if you ask somebody who you are, they'll start telling you, uh, well, I'm, I'm this and I like this and I don't like this and I usually you know, pick guys or girls that are like this. And that's, that's what people will say when they say, who are you? But that's not who we are. That's just some of our, our choices and some of our preferences. And we think this is who we are. But that's not etched in stone, where is it? I mean, if you like, if you like bad boys, you know, some girls like bad boys, 
you know, bad guys with motorcycles and whatever. Um, it's okay. Uh, and, and, you know, I've heard girls say, well, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I just really, I really like these guys. And that's great. But I don't, I don't like being with them. But I just keep going back and finding another one. Well, you don't have to. You just change. Like somebody else. Like another kind of guy. Because it's not hardwired. Where is it hardwired? And you say, well, it's in my brain. Possibly. Because the brain is the hardware. Okay? But you change your mind. And we do that by changing our attitude and our, our belief system. Soul, mind, brain then the brain changes. Because the brain is just a, a replica of the mind. Right? So, if we're worried about, um, I don't know, whatever, a virus, right? Which we don't recommend. And if we really believe a, we can catch a germ, then that that energy is in the brain because the brain and the mind are like one, but they're separate. You know, the mind is software, the brain is hardware, and we are the programmer. But so then if we say, you know, I've done the research and I've listened to some of these interviews and I've not seen, I mean, I'm just, I'm going to just give up on this whole virus thing because it doesn't exist. And I'm not going to believe it until somebody shows me, show me the virus, like the people we've talked to for the last three years the Lankas, the Cowans, the Kaufmans, Melissa Sell, the Vollmer, uh, Lando, um, all these people, Darko, Valchak, um, the Baileys and Dr. Bailey and uh, Samantha and Mark Bailey in New Zealand. These are the, the, the people on the forefront of there is no virus. There isn't. So my point, though, once you, if you get there by really thinking about it and not just believing it and repeating it uh, like a mechanic, oh, I don't think there's a virus, but you really still do, well, then it doesn't work. You have to get to a point, if you want to, that there is no virus, I don't care, I don't worry about it, I'm done. And once you get there and you really get there, the brain will change because it has to. The brain follows the, the mind and soul. The brain will change and nothing will ever affect you again. But until you really believe that, oh, the body's liable to do anything. You could hear about a new virus uh, uh, on the internet or you could see people in a mask and you'll think about, oh, I, maybe I should wear one or just seeing all of these different um, memes or seeing the websites and they talk about COVID-19 like it's real. Every website, all of the natural, every one of them, they talk about COVID-19 like it's real. So why would you not think it's real? I mean, everybody thinks it's real. Except me, other people, a few other people, because it's not. So no more flus, no more colds, no more teacher's dirty looks. What's that little nursery rhyme? No more school.
You don't have to. Now we'll still get sick. But when we get sick, we are simply detoxifying things. That means we're stronger and we're getting healthier. So when we have pain and fever and snot and all of that, we're just detoxifying things that we created in the body. We've talked about this a lot on the show. So so that's another way. That the main point is to change the way you view yourself. Um, don't think about yourself the same way every morning. And you can change every day, every hour, tomorrow, this afternoon. I'm just going to be different this afternoon. I don't think that I'm... Um, I don't think that I'm ugly anymore. I'm just going to be cuter, and you'll 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 be cuter. The third point, and then we'll just end today. We've got two cancel culture, um, the same in the same image, and the third one is is really fun. It is. Have you ever heard the the saying that um, um, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder or it was love at first sight? The reasons, in my opinion, why these things are valid memes, if you will, is because We look in our face and our body, but let's just take the face right now. We look the way we think. Uh, the way the way we look, our face, our structure, and all that, is a culmination of everything that we've ever thought or believed we were over lifetimes and up until this point. This is the reason why we look the way we do. And it's great, and everybody looks different, and this is why when you can, if you really look at somebody, really look at them, you know a lot about them just by uh, their face. And there's all kinds of studies about this and body language. And it's all, it, it's all real because in these, these different thoughts and ideas and images, when we believe that they're real, fear, angst, even the good stuff, hope, and hopeful and trustworthy and uh, I believe life is possible and uh, this is why people look happy. This is why people are happy. And they look and you see this person, they, man, they're, and if you talk to them, you'll find that they're really happy people. And you can do anything and this is what they believe. And so it's in their face, it's in their body because all of these things are called, which we call engrams, engrams are in the body. And they store everywhere, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Uh, they, they just store in the body. And if you believe them strongly enough for a long enough time, they can store in your joints, and you can store in your neck, and most people have all kinds of tension. But it's all just thought forms, you know, in your neck, and in your, in your, in your um, everywhere, in your face. And as people evolve, and as people fall in love, for example, and you see them, their whole... Aura changes. They get a glow about them and they just are happier 
and because they're in love, and the whole their whole aura, their everything changes. Because that's what love does. That's why everybody likes to fall in love, and why brides look so beautiful on their on their wedding day because this is you know they're in love most often, unless there's a shotgun involved. Just kidding. So these engrams are in our body, whether it be our knee, our calves, or wherever. And why we exercise and we do yoga and we stretch to release these engrams and do saunas. But what I have found, which is not which is really cool, and the reason I'm talking about it today on May 3rd, is because unless Unless we learn the lesson, the engrams do not go away. This is all my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but unless we learn the lesson, the engram or the negative thought that's stuck in our neck, which your husband is a pain in the neck or your boyfriend's a pain in the neck, right? Man, you are a pain in the neck. Unless we learn the lesson no matter how much stretching or massages we go through, it's pretty much stays in. Now, if you're on a massage tailor table and you really let go, and I mean really let go, and some people can do this, and you just watch the show and you're aware of your inner world as you're getting a massage, and you can do this, you're aware of that inner world, all the thoughts and feelings that are coming up through this massage and people that are really good at it. And you you, you see um, that there's actually anger or angst that are coming out because you can actually see pictures of it. You can get really good at it and then use that as a platform to change the fear. It's a little trickier with somebody else's doing it. But what I found that you can do it yourself and if you do it, in a quiet space, again, contemplation. So you're really contemplating what you're doing and you can move into, say, your neck very slowly. And this is called pandiculation. Move into it really slowly. like. And if you do it really slowly and you're conscious of the movement rather than trying to you know, bust through some, some barrier, right? And you do it really slowly and you're aware and it's quiet, you can feel what this engram was about. You can feel it, I see it or hear it. It'll come different ways. And you, you just have to get good at it, but if you really look and see, look and see, the name of my second screenplay, if you really look and see, you can then change it. And that's when it goes away. So say you're here at midnight and you're just doing a very slow uh, spiritual exercise in your neck. You're wanting to really get rid of this thing that's been in there for a long time. So you're doing this right. And if you're really quiet, and you get good at it, and it might take a few times. You just have to stop everything. Stop the mind, and you can. It will come up. You're getting into that that engram, that, that sore spot, and you're quiet, and you're clear, 
It's got to come up because it's in there. It'll come out. It'll come out in an image or a feeling or sometimes a thought. It'll be some fearful thing. Say we're dealing with fear. You can then stop there and contemplate on, well, what am I afraid of? And go through the whole thing and and contemplate on the fact that there's nothing to be afraid of, that it's all in the mind, right? The only thing to fear is fear itself, as Winston Churchill or somebody said. Because it is. It's just a it's just an image. It's not there's no real fear out there. Sure, I guess there's terrorists, but does it mean somebody's gonna get you? <laughs> or I guess there's I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just it's just all in the head. So then you can work through that fear by just coming to the conclusion as you're there at midnight going, you know, I I don't I don't want to be afraid of anything in my what what's there to be afraid of? And this takes some time. It could take it could take a year or two to work through everything. But what else you gotta do? You might as well do it. And you can you can work through everything. Every engram, every um, stuck place in your neck, or you, and just keep going. Spiritual masters, that's how they've done it. That's how they, and then the more you clear all these things out, the less thoughts you have about them, the mind gradually slows down and slows down and slows down because there's just less to kind of keep you occupied. And you change, and you look different, you feel different, uh, you get younger or don't old age or whatever it is just by um, allowing your, your consciousness to, um, to change and to grow. And to become more aware of the truth. And the truth is there's nothing to fear. I mean, that's the truth. Sure, I mean, if you're going to go into a, a woke city for some reason, and you know they have 40, 40 murders uh, um, a weekend, I'm not suggesting you be fearful, but you might want to you might want to pack some heat in case somebody tries to you know who knows what kind of karma you got. You know what I mean? I mean, there's that's not be stupid, but there's nothing to fear. And then if you're afraid of getting shot when you go into the city, then pretty good chance you're gonna you know come up against somebody because that will attract it. But that's another story. It's just all a vibration. So you're walking around with fear vibration. You're gonna. Um, that's how we create all these weird things that happen to us. It's the way it works. So you might ask yourself, and before we close here, why would God set it up like this? I mean, this is crazy. What? I mean, no wonder we're all bonkers, right? No, I get it. And you ask yourself that question, why would God set it up like this? Well, God sets it up like this through its grace. Because if God didn't set it up like this, we wouldn't learn that we don't need to be fearful. The only reason we get on the the mat to try to figure out what this thing is is because it hurts, right? And we're tired of it. If it didn't go in the body, this is so fascinating, if it didn't stick in the body like God set it up to do it, soul, mind, body, if it didn't stick in there, 
we would just keep being fearful, keep attracting fearful stuff, and we wouldn't change. The only reason we change is because we get tired of being tired, or we get tired of hurting, or we get tired of going to the doctor and getting drugs for something, or we get tired of, you know, not being able to do what we want to do. That's the only reason we change. So these are all spiritual roadblocks, right? And but they're 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 there to help us to grow spiritually. Without them, we wouldn't do it. So that's why we have issues to fix. That's why um, uh, in stories, which I'm uh, really interested in stories, that's why the hero has a journey. They call it the hero journey, the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell and other people have written about it. That's why the hero goes through a journey in his life because everybody does it. It's universal. Because we all come into these lives with all this different karma, dharma, excuse me, And the whole reason we're here is to go through the hero's journey. If we wouldn't go through it, then we would just, you know, do sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and pizza, and get sick, and die, and then do it again. And that's what most people do, God love them. That's what they do. And that's why we've all been around millions, or hundreds of thousands, probably millions of lifetimes, seriously. Now this last sentence is something that I believe, and I don't know for sure, but this was said by people who I really trust, so I'm willing to believe it. Now, the all the other things that I have been sharing with you for the last hour and a half are things that I've seen as I travel in the far country, the far country, how the realities why my body sleeps. And I've seen how it works, and that's why I've been um, fortunate enough to understand some of all this stuff. And believe me, I'm no expert at it. I'm no guru. I'm not going to start a religion. You know, I'm writing a book and uh, screenplays, and I'll I'll bring these things out through through films. But um, um, I'm just very grateful that I, I see this stuff, and I don't know how it all happened. I do know how, but I won't get into it now. But I will say this to close. The reason I've been so graced to understand and to see these things is because, and I say this with all humility, but it's important for you to know this, that I created it. How? By wanting to know. And that's why I'm saying this to you. Not because I'm some smart cookie, some smarty pants, or some greatly spiritual evolved guy. No, none of that. I created the, the situations because I just wanted to know since I was a kid. I just wanted to know, I mean, how does this work? What am I doing here? I've always thought about this. And when we really want to know, and we, when we really want to know, and when we really want to know what's going on, this is when this information comes in. And so, because of that, I met teachers, I was introduced to people to introduce me to a teacher, um, these kind of things.
And this is how spirit works. The more we want to know, the more we're willing to change, the more we trust the process, the more information comes in. So again, it always comes back to us. It always comes back to us. There are religions and spiritual paths that I will disagree with. I'm not going to diss them, but they, you know, a lot of them believe that God comes to them because, just because. No. When, When we get graced by God in spirit, we've earned it. So the people that believe that it's some by accident or whatever, it's because I prayed or whatever, they're selling themselves short. They created the experience with God, Jesus or Buddha, whoever. They've created that experience. So they're selling themselves short, thinking that um, their connection to God was an accident or because they don't sin anymore or something like that. That's all nonsense. Don't get me started on the sin thing. I could do a whole show on sin. Because I grew up Catholic, so I'm I'm an expert on sin. I went I went to Our Lady of Perpetual Payments when I was a kid and with the nuns and baby they got the sin thing down. Phew. Okay. Enough for me. I'm getting hungry. Thank you. I love you. Uh, I think we had a good show for you today. Hope you understand some of this. Email me with questions. Uh, we'll have the video on BitChute and the audio on One Radio Network later if you want to watch it again and take notes and think about these things. The only way you really will benefit from these kinds of, uh, of chats is to think about them, to experiment with them, journal about them, remember your dreams, keep working it. You know, to really grow spiritually, it's you have to take some effort and you have to uh, make... Uh, um, to step out there and it takes courage and focus and effort and you may be called upon to do all kinds of things to to grow spiritually. You know? may have to change your diet, may have to give up, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having to give up coffee and I agree to you this morning because I want a little hit, but coffee doesn't even work for me um, for my creative process of screen. I can't do it. I can't get deep enough because it's caffeine. So you may you may you may have to give up stuff. May have to give up relationships, may have to give up uh, attachments, all kinds of stuff. And that's the hero's journey. But it's either that or just keep doing what you're doing, which I don't recommend and and just leaving this in embodiment and not knowing where you're going and take your chances. And I don't recommend that. Because you can end up back here in 10 or 20 years, there's no time over there, plop into somebody and do it, some little baby's body and do it again. Is that what you want to do? (laughs) Come in uh, without clothes and terrified? I don't want to do that. So that's what we're working on. All right, kids. Good job. I love you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now let me know if I can help with anything. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Thanks for your ongoing support. Oh, finally, a little plug. We have uh, experienced 
even though our, I know our shows are getting better and better and we're getting even more listeners, our sales have decreased. If you would look at a little a graph like this in the last six months, who knows? I'm not smart enough to know exactly why. Uh, more people, same amount of more people that are interested, but you know, it could be just a combination of things that people are frightened and they don't want to spend the money as much because they don't know, they're uncertain about the economy because of everything they read. Uh, the inflation is crazy. I mean, you go to the food store, you know uh, uh, the cost of food and everything's going up, inflation, that we talk a lot about it. And folks are just not buying as much stuff. And plus there's everybody and their brother has a podcast. Uh, everybody, which is great. Uh, so there's much more competition. So uh, what we're asking you to do to consider, if you would please, to donate, to exchange some of your Federal Reserve notes, also known as dollars for us, every month. If you consider doing that, if you like what we do, uh, I encourage you to give some value for value. If you think we give you value that's good and worth it, please exchange some of the value that you have. It can be five bucks or 10 bucks or 20 bucks in a month or just just 20 bucks now and then, whatever you can afford. Just go to the donation tab. tab. There, are, I think we have a bunch of them on our website. The one on the front page is a pic, picture of a beautiful dog with a little heart on his nose. Value for value. And this is where it's going. Um, more and more people are realizing this because there is no free lunch. You might think that you can get something for free. You might think you can download a movie for free when you shouldn't, or music for free when you shouldn't. But it's bad karma. It's You don't want to do it. Uh, you can't expect people to keep making movies if you're not going to pay for it. That's just a, 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 just a, just a very sure way for you not to be able to watch as many movies as you used to. So if you, you pay at Netflix or Hulu or Amazon and they, they pay the movies and that's how they get the movies made. But you know, I encourage you, don't go to these websites where you can watch movies for free. There's no free lunch. Everything must be exchanged in physical reality. That's the way it works. And that's why when we do, um, we just do donations for this, this kind of work. Because most of this is all spiritual stuff and you shouldn't charge for that. You know, we do these one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions with people, the Patrick in your pocket, and we don't charge because it's spiritual information that should be free. But you can donate. So it's always optional. Okay. We'll see you on Friday. We'll talk about some of the new fun foods we're experimenting with and whatever else comes up. So I love you all. Thank you. Take care of yourself. May the blessings be. Let me know if I can help with something. Just let me know. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.